Good morning! So I'm on my way to campus right now where I'm working on my master's thesis for biology program here in Munich, Germany. And yeah, I just wanted to take a shot at recording some thoughts that I've been having. This probably won't make it into the uh, podcast that I'm hoping to make, but in the meantime it could serve as stomping ground for testing out how to talk about these ideas and figuring out how exactly I'd like to edit them to present them to the public. So if you're listening to this, I'll apologize ahead of time for (laughs) any bumpy roads, but hopefully we'll find something interesting to talk about together. So just real quick about um, who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, My name's James, and I've developed over the years some thoughts on the idea of what is truth, how can we know it, and do we actually know it, and if we don't, what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, Kind of my background, as I said, I'm working on a master's in biology currently. I've also got a bachelor's in neuroscience, and that's actually influenced a lot of these thoughts, just the concept of knowing and what is perception and our relationship with the world as we try to understand it. And during my studies here in this master's, it's so it's generally just a biology program, but um, what it ends up being is quite a flexible program, and the way that I've taken it is to focus on cellular biology and neurobiology, with a little bit of delving into genetics and pharmacology and other things along the side. Anyways, so... I think I've got a few things I could probably share about um, what it is to know something, to think about what is true, to try to reason, or maybe even to try to intuitively or irrationally uh, approach truth. And that's what I want to start with, actually, is when I talk to people who say, oh, I can only believe in what I can see and can only even consider believing, you know, what can be proven scientifically, what can be quantified, what could be given evidence and demonstrated and irrefutably proven as true. I think that's bullcrap, personally. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, let's sit down and be honest about this. How many people see scientists as people in white lab coats who just know everything? And the people who If they tell you that the world works a certain way, you just have to believe it. You see people quoting, you know, any scientific study all over Facebook, YouTube, political campaigns. It's just a mess where they say, scientists say, yada, yada, yada. The problem is, anytime they say that, you can virtually always find another scientist who will say something, either that's the complete opposite or at at least contradictory with the idea, where... Both of these scientists couldn't be completely correct about what they're saying. Otherwise, you know, truth would have to be two different things at the same time. But the fact of the matter is, if something is actually true, it has to either like, be that way or it's not. Like, um, So another part of my background, I'm a member of a church who very strongly advocates the seeking of truth. And the definition that is given of truth in that church is 
a knowledge of things as they were, as they are, and as they are to be. And so if you want to talk about, like, whether, you know, something is true, we say, for example, is there, you know, are there five fingers on my hand? You know, either there are or there aren't. Maybe at some point in time I had six fingers on my hand but had one removed. But if we're asking in the present at the moment that I'm asking, are there five fingers on my hand? Is that going to be the case or not? It's a yes or no question. It's binary. I know a lot of people have problems nowadays thinking about things being binary and not being left to decide for themselves about things. But the fact of the matter is the world we live in, if it is a physical world, and not redefined completely in every facet of its existence by any person who lives in it, there are things that are and aren't. And that's what I want to talk about with truth. So, back to those scientists in white lab coats. I'm one of those people, or at least I've been training to be one of those people. I can say that I've worked in a laboratory for a few years been working with gathering data and analyzing data and trying to make conclusions from that data. And I'm here to tell you that a lot of times, the people with that kind of data, the people who've done these experiments, are still grasping at straws to a very large extent. I mean, there are cases where the data that you generate in an experiment, or a series of experiments more likely, would be able to give you very strong reason to believe something. But in a lot of cases, what's actually done is the data is collected, people look at it, and say, okay, well, what can I publish with this? This suggests that something works a certain way or doesn't work a certain way within a certain margin of error. That's not to say... <laughs> that they have irrevocably proven that the world works a certain way. It's not to say that there's nothing else to the story. It's not to say that they're even right. Because I'm also here to tell you that a lot of times experimental designs are crap. The responses you get to a survey depend entirely on the way the questions are asked. So if something is slightly amiss, you can bias your data completely but then still, these results are taken and flashed to the world as being evidence that people think, feel, or work a certain way. And I'd say in almost every case, there's quite a bit of error in that. Anyways, so that's not to say you can't trust studies, because they are very useful. And being able to suggest that something is a certain way is a great basis to start from. And if we weren't able to believe in something like that, there'd be very little we could do. So, if we combine these two ideas, that um, that even with scientific approach, it's very difficult to demonstrate beyond a shadow of a doubt that something is a certain way, and also a willingness to work with things that we can't prove entirely, which has been very useful. It's been the basis of the development of a lot of technology and approaches to the world's problems. It's been very useful. We get to see that essentially what's happening here is 
These scientists are some of the strongest exercisers of the concept of faith in the world. <laughs> because, you know, just as I said, yeah, I do have a religious background. And for me, that's a very important thing, and it's not in any way incompatible with science. It's approaching truth from two different directions, where with science, I'm trying to actually produce and analyze evidence and say, okay, based on this test that I did, that should give a result in a certain way if the underlying principle is A, and a different way if the underlying principle is not A, then I can you know, make some kind of claim about how it works. Whereas with faith, with religion, it's more of a top-down approach. We say, I have reason to believe that a higher source of knowledge exists and has provided this truth. And working with that, I'm going to try to live my life in a certain way. But the problem is, when you start trying to separate those as being completely different approaches, it breaks down because in the first case, you know, with the science... <laughs> That is the higher source of truth that people appeal to. And so in any case where a scientific claim is made and people say, okay, because of this truth that I've heard and that I'm choosing to believe in, I'm going to lead my life a certain way, either you know, taking a certain kind of medication or changing my diet or... I don't know, investing in a company that I think is going to go up because the technology or the theory behind it is expanding. Anything along those lines. Or even, I'm going to stop believing in God because there are XYZ pieces of evidence that show that the soul doesn't exist or that this other thing that I thought was tied to the existence of God has been shown to not be true. In all of those cases, what you are doing, essentially, is taking science as a higher source of authority, as sort of deity, and saying, I will let this provide me with a doctrine to govern my life. So just think about that for a second. Is there anything that you can really say that you know. And not just because you heard it from a scientist, but something where you've been able to provide absolute evidence for it, and no one could ever take that away from you, no matter what they argued, or what kind of evidence they showed you, or whoever else they cited. Is there anything like that in your life? And if there is... Are you sure? <laughs> like, I mean, I spend a lot of time talking to people on religious topics where, you know, that's the question that's posed to me is like, well, how do you know? And I have to say, I don't know, but I'm okay with that. And you should be okay with that too. And if you aren't, then you're lying to yourself, you're fooling yourself. Because I'd also like to challenge the idea that you know anything that you claim to know that there isn't, in every single belief or assumption that you're making, a leap from 
from rationality to irrationality, which I'll have to discuss at another time because I'm starting to run out of time here. Uh, like I said, this is just a quick rough draft while I'm walking over to campus. I'm on campus now. I'm about to go into the building. But I'd like to invite you to try to think about that. Try to find something where you could come up with irrefutable evidence for something that you believe to be true. I mean, I believe that my mother loves me, for example. I believe that my father does, too. A lot of behavioral theorists would say that the ways that they've expressed themselves could be entirely selfish, though. You know, maybe it's just something to make them feel better as a person or something to, I don't know, uh, according to a, an evolutionary biologist, might be saying, oh, well, it's coded into them as a way to further the species to help increase the possibility of their gene pool being passed on to future individuals. And therefore, it's something that's entirely biological. And we could get into the concept of love, too. But I still, despite those reasonings for their behavior, believe that they do love me. I believe that I have five fingers on both of my hands, that I have two feet, that I have two eyes that are brown-colored on the irises. You know, I have reasons to believe those things. I see them on a regular basis. But, I mean... Does any of that matter? Does it matter to say that I have five fingers on each hand? Is this something that's going to be of significance years from now? Yes, it's true. I do have those features that I just described. I could have been lying. I could have said my name was James when it's actually Peter or Timothy or Juan Fernando. Or I could actually, you know, not have two feet. Do you have a reason to believe me? I could be lying to you. But, I mean, until we meet sometime, I guess you'll just have to take that on faith.